the covered the Heilige Tug of Lag Bohime, a very, very important halacha, which a lot of people think it's not so again. In fact, a Hashiva Bacha walked past and said, Oh no, I don't have payers, so it's not the gear to me. Well, this is exactly what this is for, because a lot of people th- talk about this, and the Hobbit Chaim himself says this as well, is that people think payers is that which the Gemara, for example, in Nozid, Afmemala, from the base talks about, which is these long little chopper things behind their ears. So the Chavetz Chaim says it before, we'll see the Loshan in a moment, that's not necessarily Payas. Yes, Tosus in Nazim, Memalaf, on the base talks about it, but like a problem, what we're dealing with something is Nagea to every single person that ever gets a haircut, whether you're a barber or whether you're the person in the chair. Another mistake that people make, well, I'm not the barber, so it's not Nagea to me. Like, well, like Rabbi Witzesin just said, well, why don't we just give this to the barbers? In a Hanami, right? We did, and Baruch Hashem, I was Zoycha to give this share in many, many places, one of them in Hadiga Lake with Iratoya, for uh, uh, almost 200 barbers, which was an amazing, amazing event. I was Zoycha to give it in Catskills, upstate, and many of the camps as well, which was a beautiful thing. And Baruch Hashem, I've been going around, whether it's in England, whether it's in South Africa, here in Eretz Israel, and in America. It seems to be that schools are asking, we need to hear this. So obviously, there's something that people just don't know. And I always attribute it just a little bit of Amaratsas. They just don't know. They don't know how Homer it is. And they don't even know the halachas. And if only they would know the halachas, then everything would be fine. But Ezra Hashem is back. So let's begin, Ezra Hashem, with the sugya of Peis Arosh. It's like a Kabbaldiga, interesting sugya. If you want, afterwards, on sale for a discounted price, Pocket Halacha series on Hilchas Haircuts, one of the first ones ever to come out, is available if anyone wants to Chazara and see some of these slides inside there. Let's begin, Rabbi Sai, to understand a little bit of what's going on and understanding that it applies to so many different things and cases and haircuts and styles and utensils. So we're going to be seeing a lot of these in the next few minutes. Let's begin with the Be'alacha, as I mentioned before in Meishn and Aleph. The Be'alacha is the Chovetz Chaim. Now, the Chovetz Chaim, as we know, did not write on Yeridea. He wrote on Erechaim, took him about 25 years. He was never so good to write on Yeridea, right? So we don't have much from the Chobetz Chaim when it comes to Yeridea and Yonim, which is Hilchus Peh So over here, we have the Chobetz Chaim talking about Peh And you can hear that the Chobetz Chaim is passionate in his voice when he's discussing this. And he says very clearly what we mentioned a moment ago, there are Bochim that think, well, payas is that thing that you have behind your ears. It's not negated to me. I don't have them. I don't want them. Rabbi, don't brainwash me that you need to get them. My parents are going to kill me. I don't need this. So the Chavetz Chaim, no. In other words, that which Chazal, that which the Torah describes as being the payer, which we are going to learn. We're dealing with an Issa Doraisa over here. Something very Chomer, it's not a Chomra, it's not a Mitas Chasidas, it's not something that you should try not to do. We're dealing with a Lav Min Ha Torah. Very, very important. So, like this. First of all, the Tashbet brings down, already in his times, that the Issa of Akobus Be'as Arosh, an action of Kemakas Hamadina, pushing like a plague. People just do it the whole time, people don't know. The Chobetz Chaim has a Kunjus Teferis Odom. In the beginning he writes, I don't understand, Amanasa Hayoim Kehefka, Again, 
in Radin? What were the haircuts? What were the styles? What were the fashions in Radin? I don't know. But Akaparim the Chavetz Chaim understood that this is something that needs to be talked about, it needs to be discussed, and it needs to be clarified. Baruch Hashem, I was Zerika to show, to show the slideshow to Agoyna Godler, Rabbi Zuel Obach Shlita, in case those of you that don't know who he is, Rabbi Zuel Obach is the Heiliger son of Rabbi Shlita Zalman Zatzal, the son-in-law of Rabbi Yashiv Zatzal, the brother-in-law of Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky Zatzal, Salamaisa, he told me about a year that was surrounded by Torah's entire life. Baruch Hashem saw this, liked it, and told me, go, go, go show the world as much as you can. So, the Pasuk in the Torah, let's begin with the Pasuk in the Torah, because after all, we have to know where everything comes from. The Pasuk in the Torah, by Yikra, Yutes Chavzayim, Loisakifu Pa'as Roishchem. Now, the literal translation of that means, don't round off the corners of your head. Now, you may say, well, what are the corners of my head? I don't have corners on my head. My head is round, Baruch Hashem. So where are the corners that I can't round off? That is something that we have to understand. Obviously, Baruch Hashem, we have Torah Shabbat Baer, we have a Gemara in Makkas. I was asked by the by one of the Chaburahs in the Meir, who were learning Makkas Be'in, to look at this slideshow, because they wanted to understand a little bit of what the Rishonim were talking about, the Meister and diagrams. Like the Beis Yosef says, in Arachayim Semeshin Yud Chesif Yud, when he talks about the Surgi of Yambati, he says, well, we don't have diagrams, it's hard to know to what we do, so therefore we have to be Machmed. You don't know what you're doing, if you don't see it inside, it's a problem. The Maral famously writes also, that the more you see something, the more senses you use, the more you remember something, the more it goes in. So a Kapanim, we're going to try to describe and we're going to try to see in diagrams what is Loisakifu Pa'as Roishachem. What exactly is the corner of the head? So if you take, for example, the head, it, there's no official corner, but what we're going to have to corner, call the corner is imagine if you would make an imaginary line as you're turning around the head and you just keep on going all the way around. That is going to have to be the corner. Now we're going to have to describe exactly what that means and what are the parameters of an actual corner. So here we have the Gemara Baruch Hashem in Machas from a base of Oisai. Let's learn the sugya. Zuk the Gemara. Tanur Abonon. Quoting the Pasuk. Pa'as Roishai. Zuk the Gemara. What does that mean? Soif Roishai. The end of your head. Frank the Gemara. Ve is a Soif Roishai. What is considered to be the end of your head? Right. This is basically somebody that is equaling out the the area of his head from the forehead to the back of his head. As you showed you before in the diagram, as we're going to see more and more, the idea over here is, is that you're equaling out from the hairline, from the forehead, all the way down to the back of your head. That means you're cutting off the corner area of your head, as we will explain. As you can see over here quite clearly, you've got the hairline from the forehead, and it goes all the way down, if you had an imaginary line, to the back of the head. So rounding that off, says the Gemara in Makkas, Chafam base. That's what the Torah was talking about. That's what's going on over here. And therefore, there's got to be this imaginary. This is considered to be the Pa'as Roishai, which again, all those people that don't have payas is going to be obviously included because everybody gets a haircut. And if you get a haircut, you're going to be touching in some way that area in the head, which is obviously included in payas Roishai. So you've got to be careful from that over there. Now, again, moving from the forehead, going all the way down to the back of the head, going up again, and again, going all the way up to the forehead. That is what's going on, and that is what the Gemara means and understands the Torah that is Pa'as Roshan. So this is going to be the corner of the head, right? Which we're going to have to see and look and learn to see the different hairstyles, the different measurements, the different allowances that can be done. Let's just go like this. And one of the common problems that people say, and again, we heard that this morning as well, from one of the Hoshiba, Bacham and Yeshiva, I don't give haircuts. Don't talk to me. Go talk to the barbers. Zuk the Gemara famously in Marcus 
And this is a problem. Bach will come back, not obviously here, but in other places, and he'll say, Maybe what do you want from me? I don't speak Hebrew. The guy was rambling off in Hebrew, and I just said, Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, and he did a haircut. It's not my problem. It wasn't my fault. It's not true. The Gemara says clearly, it's a Shaila exactly what that means. Messiah Shiyesh boy mamas, Messiah Shiyem boy mamas, the Taz, I'm not going into the Sugya, but no question about it. You have an obligation as a person receiving the haircut to make sure that the barber gives you a haircut that is 100% kosher. And if he does not, you also, says the Gemara, get Malchus. Let us continue over here, and that's why you have to know when you give, when you're giving the haircut, you're in the chair, you have to know. Now, before we move on, what's the reason? We always try to understand the reason the Heilige Chinuch goes through this Barichas, every mitzvah, understanding the Shairish, the Tam. It's beautiful. One thing we have to know. It's called a Tam HaMitzvah. What is a Tam? A Tam is a taste. Now if you think about when you eat something, the Ikir is not the taste. The Ikir is the food that you are digesting. The Ikir is the food that's going inside your body to give you Kayach, to give you nutrients, to continue going. Right? The taste is just a nice thing to have. You know, if you have it, beautiful. And if you don't, big deal. You've got wonderful food. The taste is just an added miler that the Rabbanishan put in the world to give beautiful taste to the things that he created. That's wonderful. But that's not the Ikka. Therefore, when we look for a Tamha mitzvah, it's not the Ikka of the mitzvah. It's just the flavor. Just to give it a little bit more vibrance. To get a bit more gishma. So we have over here a Rambam. The Rambam says that this was a way that they used to be over Davoidazara. They used to cut their hairs in ways, fashions of Goyen, were such that they did have a desire in this way. So the Rambam, stay far away. You can't do this. Because it's, it's again, it's a shayla of a desire. Zog the Torah, what are you talking about? That's not pshat. Mitzvah smelachim, the Torah says very clearly, that's not the reason. It's mitzvah smelachim. The Rabbani Shalom has told us to do this. Therefore we do it. Zog the Taz, Sikot and Aleph, what happens if a person has a situation that will be enough community between two reasons? Right? There's a true in there. It's three. What happens, for example, there was a guy that had tremendous, tremendous problems with spots in his head. And the only way the doctor told him that he would be able to relieve himself from that would be to shave off with a razor all of the hair on his head. Uh, there's no other way of doing it. So his shayla was, let's say, is he allowed to do such a thing with a razor? We'll talk about it in a moment. But are you allowed to do that or is that problematic? And the Maisa, again, I'm not going to sugar now if it's Nagaya, which it should never be Nagaya, but for anyone it's Nagaya to ask a local Orthodox rabbi. But what he said over there was, he wanted to say that it's enough community between the Rambam and the Torah, which bets in the Tassas as well. That to feed the Rambam, if the reason is because of Odezor, so if you're not doing it, and it's clear that you're not doing it because of Odezor, then it will be Mutter. But if it's because Mitzvah Smelachim, it's because the Rabbani Shem told us to do it, just because he told us one reason, and that reason may not apply, doesn't mean that all the other reasons don't apply, that the Vilna Goin says in Hilchus the same way. So therefore, you have to know that we have these two reasons, and the Torah says it clearly in the Taz also, that it's because the Rabbani Shem told us to do it. That is the reason that we do it. Now, we have over here a famous Machlikas, between the Rambam and the Rosh. What exactly is Asa? What does it mean to corner, to take off the corners of your head? How do you have to take it off that makes it problematic? So we have a Rambam, where the Rambam says, Rak Ta'ar, that means if you take a razor, and you raise it off that corner, which we will describe in a moment, then it will be problematic, and it's included in the Issa, Asa. That means, according to the Rambam, if it's what we call Ke'en Ta'ar, that means it's not the razor itself, but it's something similar to the razor, then that will be Muta. Comes along the Rosh and says, no, Ke'en Ta'ar is also Asa. According to the Rosh, any method of getting it off will be forbidden, and therefore has to be avoided. Shulchan Aruch, Lemaisa, Paskins like the Rambam, but says to be Machmed Veshita Sarosh. If that's the case, then if the Shulchan Aruch is telling us to be Machmed Veshita Sarosh, then it means that Ke'en Tar is going to be also, and any method of removing the hair in that area will be forbidden. 
Right? Now, we're going to have to talk a little bit about the hair itself and uh, what is the le- length of the hair that will be muta or will be asa. But clearly, again, according to Shita Sarosh, that any method of removing the hair, whether it's done with scissors, whether it's done with a machine, is irrelevant. Because ke'en tau, similar to a razor. If it does a similar job, it's included in the isa and is going to be asa. Now the question is, what does it mean ke'en tau? What is the definition of how short it has to be? So there's a famous Rambam, which is passed in also, as you can see, from the Rivash, the Meiri, and Abhushonim, which people know means that you fold it over and it touches itself, which is approximately 5 millimeters. That is okay. But if it cannot do that, that's Ke'en Tar, and that will be also. According to the Shach, which the Mishnabur, Pashtas, Chach Vazodam, Kitashulchanach, and others, Somach Nabasa Ke'en Tar, Gemari Noze, by the Sugi of the Noze, which the Maisa, Rukid Eged, Chsam Sofa, when I sat long, a long time with a Goyen, a Godel, Rabbi Zuel Obach, and he told me, and this is what the Psak I saw from many other Rabbonim as well, if it's approximately half a centimeter, three to six millimeters, which is on most, not all, machines, and I say machines, I mean haircut machines, not beard trimmers, it's a whole different number, clearly, haircutting machines, most of them, they could come up with new ones that I'm not aware of, so I don't want to say all of them, but I think all the ones that we know of, most of them, and number two, you're good, you're for sure good if you take a number two, and you do anywhere, okay, with the exception of one thing which we'll mention in a moment, but generally, if you say I want a number two, nothing under a number two, generally, apart from one thing which we'll mention in a minute, you're okay, because the number two will get you more, just a bit above, half a centimeter, between three and six, and you'll be okay. And therefore, you're for sure well over Ke'intar, and you're okay. That's no problem. Again, with the exception which we'll get to, which is important. So that is the length of the hair. Now, what we have to figure out, and that's very important, is now we know what's going on, and what the issue is, we have to look at the three points of the payas. We've got point number one, we'll call by the forehead. And then again, we've got this imaginary line going all the way to call it number two, which is right by the ear. And then we're going to have it all the way to point number three, which is going to be the cutoff between beard hair and head hair, okay? Which is quote-unquote by the bone, which we'll discuss. These are the three points of the payas, which means that once we've defined these three points, anywhere within those points is called pa'as roisha. It's the corner of your head, which the Torah says clearly don't cut off. We've described already what the definition of cutting off is. Rosh and Rambam, we pass the night the Rosh, anyway, and any method. So now we have to figure out where is this on our heads. Because obviously every person is different. I remember spending hours in some of the camps up in the Catskills where, where boys go like, okay, where is it on my head? Where is it on my head? And it's, sometimes people don't want to know. People have interesting you know, ways of their, their, their level of their head and their hairlines and everything change according to each person. So we have to understand that. Again, the three points of the face we're going to describe are number one by the forehead, number two by the ear, and number three by the bone. And again, this is what the imaginary line that takes us, as we mentioned in the beginning, a rounding off from the forehead hair line all the way to the back of the head. So interesting enough, this picture on the right was actually drawn by Reb Chaim Kanievsky, I'm sorry, by the stipler, Reb Chaim's father, and the stipler drew it because he was the barber of the Chazanish. So can you imagine the Chazanish only trusted the stipler to give him haircuts, and the stipler drew a picture of what is Mutter and what's Asa. Now, I don't know, you know, how you can figure this out. So on the left, we have the art scroll version of the Stipler's picture, which they took to Reb Chaim Kanievsky's Atzal, and he passed him that, yes, that's what his father, the Stipler, meant. Now, you can see clearly on this picture what is Mutter, what's Asa, and especially when we talk about the top of the ear. And again, everything we're discussing over here has, the, has that basically idea, and has the Pesach of Agoim, Rebbe Zul Obach, Shlita. So we'll go with number one. 
Let's talk about point A, which is a point by the forehead. Everybody has a different forehead. Everyone has a different hairline. How do you judge it? So there's a famous Yadak Tana. The Yadak Tana says that everyone's forehead is different. You have to go by each person's forehead, which means if you've got a high hairline, you'll go with that. If it's lower, then you'll go with that. But it's the top point, not the point down over there, but it's the top point where your forehead on the top of your head sort of stops and things start to go downwards. That is where the beginning and point A of the imaginary line. So this guy over here has a very low uh, hairline, right? So over here, in a way, his area of the Peyas Arosh is going to be much smaller than the guy before, as we already mentioned, right? So here is a clear example of what I mentioned to you by the Yadaktana. The Yadaktana says that each person is different. So this guy, for example, will start from over there, and this guy will start from over there. Everyone's got a different point of where the hairline starts, and therefore their point will be a consideration. It's a good question. What happens if someone starts losing his hair? What din does that have? Good shayla, not for now, not nagea, ask a local orthodox rabbi. But again, everyone's got a different hairline and you have to go with each person's hairline according to what you are. But this one, for example, will be over there. Just to give you more and more examples will definitely help. So I'll give you an example, right, of, of, of this one. Take this guy over here, Lalenu. This guy on the right thinks he's being a grace of from a Langa Pius, which is very, very nice. I'll go into that. Rizal talks about it by Rikos. But I'll cop on him. He's obviously being overcoming Sui Doraisa, thinking he's being so Hoshu with the Pius. It's not true. Because at the end of the day, he doesn't realize he starts from over there, not from over there. Right? And unfortunately, people don't know that. Now, it's very Nagea, maybe more the Hasidim, where they have a really short haircut everywhere else, because then they have to be really make make sure that they know where they're stopping and where they're starting. Right? Because it's obviously very, very dangerous. I always say that it's like almost walking between uh, Twin Tower uh, A's, that's all, and Twin Tower B's, that's all, with a tightrope. Can you imagine? You, like, you, maybe you'll fall, maybe you won't fall and die. That's what it is. Over here we're dealing with something which is a shayla of a daraisa. Maybe a daraisa in every single hair. And people are like, yeah, figure it out, whatever it may be. Chas got to be mapped with every single thing. It's so kosher to make sure we know. And this is even for those people who say, well, I'm not actually Shigai, I'm not having longer pious, what do you want from me? Even a, a, a Litvish guy wants to have a pious over here, again, starts from over there. What is he doing? Shaving this area over here lower than the shape, as we mentioned previously over there. Now, this is an interesting shayla, which I don't want to go into now, but this is very again when you make an option again. People make huge mistakes. I've had people come to my house with the kids, show me exactly where before I do it, because again, we're dealing with the shayla deraisa. Nobody wants to mechanach their children and give their children their very first haircut and b'isa deraisa gomo. But unfortunately, people don't know that lochus. And even the suh deraisa after deraisa, and this child is gavaldik with the honey and the olive base and the talus is beautiful. But b'isa deraisa on him, chaval. So therefore, it's a shayla which I'm not going into, but pashtas over the eyes generally is okay, but that's a very general statement, so I don't want to go too much into detail, but it's not negated to us right now, but generally baby hairs, which are clearly baby hairs and fall away, are not going to be included in that over there. Okay, so you have to know. Let's move on to Rabbi Yisrael Again, this is something also very negative. Unfortunately, people just like things to look neat and tidy. And because of that, they're over in Isurid, Daraisa, after Isa Daraisa, it's definitely not good. So point A, we have pretty clearly the top of the area of the forehead. Point B, Point B, the Gemara tells us, and the Ritva says it very, very clearly in the Gemara Marcus, So if I want to figure out exactly where is the point 
B, where the end of the imaginary line ends, it's going to be like this. So the top. Now we saw already the picture, if you remember, uh, of that stipe Jew, which Rebbe gave in his shul. This is it. It's the top point of the ear. The highest point of the ear over there is the end of the imaginary line. And therefore you cannot go within that area. Behind it is no problem. But within that area, you can't go lower than the number that we mentioned. And it's very clearly the top of the ear inwards. It's considered to be okay. under there, behind there, no problem. Back the RA, no problem. But within that area, it's problematic. By the way, this is going to be a problem for every single person that has a haircut, because as we'll see, that's going to be quite a gayer. Now, I couldn't take this picture very clearly, because otherwise the guy would kill me that I'm taking a picture of him, you know, and showing it publicly all over the world. But this is a chassidish guy, and again, Langa Pius, very nice, but over here, he shaved very clearly. There's no shyle about it. He's over in Kamot, the Kamot Yisui Doraisas, and it's a problem. Okay, I'm sorry, I couldn't get such a clear shot, but that's as far as I managed to get. That is going to be problematic. Again, under the base area, again, if it's within the area of the bone, which we're going to mention, is problematic. Now, straight around the subject to a shyle, those of you that alert the sugar, the Piskachuba beans from the Ariza, the famous Chazanish, that says you round it off because, simply because, um, you want to make sure that you're not being over. In other words, if you're going on the borderline, why would you go exactly close to the border so you may fall off? They build a fence a little bit further away, right? The Mishnah says at the beginning of Pukiyavah, first Mishnah, right? You've got to make a dome, Saglatoma, you've got to make sometimes a gather so you don't, you're not over in the Isidoraisa. And that's basically, according to many Chazanish, especially where the round idea comes from. But of course, there's also Narizal, Shlish Metzach, which is a subject of Machoikis and Nachoinim, exactly what the Arizal meant, which of course at this moment we're not going into over here. Let's move on. We have point number one, we have point number two. Where's point number three? Now, we are not discussing very clearly shaving beards. We're not getting into it. It's not our Sugya Bechlal. But obviously, we're going to have to know the cutoff point of where's beard hair and where's the hair that belongs to your head. Nafkamina being, how close can you go and how, how, how so, uh, close when you go to the skin. So the Rivon says again, Sugin Machas, Kabaldika Sugya. Zuk in the beard. Where does the beard begin? Lamata mina oizen. Under the ear. Right? What does that mean? And the Ritvas says this very clearly. Now that's very hard to understand when you learn the Ritvah. What does he mean? Rabbi Ritvah, could you maybe make a diagram? Maybe I can see what it is. So Rabbi said, we're going to learn a little bit of biology to see the Gavaldiga Niflois, how the Rabbi created our Gavaldiga Guf, our Gavaldiga bodies. And let's have a look over here. This is a picture of the human skull. The godless how the Rabbi created it is for a different schmooze. But this is amazing. Now we have over here many things, some of which I can't really pronounce, but we have definitely one thing which is clear, and that's called the zygomatic arch. The zygomatic arch over here is, you could actually even see it on the diagram, is it's slightly coming out, right? Now that is what most of you grew up with, of this idea of the bone. You're allowed to go until the bone. What does that mean, the bone? So it means the zygomatic arch. Right? And this is obviously the jawbone, right? That obviously moves every time you open your mouth. Tremendous influence of Boya had a bunch of created our guf is unbelievable. But this zygomatic arch does not move. And that pashtas is the bone that everybody grew up with. Oh, you're allowed to go till the bone. When you shave, that's no problem, right? And again, I say tomorrow, like Boya, or maybe not tomorrow, probably the next day. Ashkenaz was fine, I'm not going into it. But that is definitely something you have to understand. Now let's, let's have a look a moment at what this is. Rashi the Ritva clearly. Now, is the jawbone. That's not the zygomatic arch. What's the zygomatic arch got to do with the jawbone? Right? And in fact, not only that, Ramosha, when they came to Ramosha's Zatzal, 
And they asked him, until where can I, you know, make a short haircut, where can I shave to, whatever. So he said, very simple, do it on your own self and try this one right now. It's very simple. Open and close your mouth and hold the bone, that bone that everybody grew up saying you're allowed to go to. Does it move? No, because it's the zygomatic arch. It shouldn't be moving. You might feel a vibration, you might feel something, but it is not moving. If you go slightly lower than that, in towards where the whole of your ear is, so there you feel movement. That is the lechi hatachitayim yotzer umisparitshon, and that is what we are dealing with. That's what we're showing him say, and that is the area that you're allowed to go to, and that again is right over here, which not the zygomatic arch. The zygomatic arch is the bone, which is higher up, and that is not allowed. And that's why it's problematic for a person to realize where this is. Example, you see over there, you can see quite clearly. There it is. There's the zygomatic arch. And there it is. And that's an amazing idea because people have the wrong idea. They think you can go to the bone. It's slightly lower than that is where a person is allowed to go to and that's considered. So again, depending on the different minhagim, obviously that's too short and that's fine, but maybe even too long. It could just have post-skim. We do that also. There are different sheeters in the post-skim. I'm not going through it now. There are sheeters in the post-skim. You go all the way to the earlobe of the pastures of Shulchan Aruch, and then you go is number two, which is the line, which is basically the bottom of the earlobe, the hole of the ear. That's where you can Go to that in others above there is considered to be part of the Pesarosh and must not be under a number two, must not be trimmed in the area that is poshet too low. So for example, this, which you may look at this and say, well, nobody in the right normal mind of a Yiddish and the Shama would ever love to have such a haircut like this. I've got to tell you, in my travels around the world, I've seen otherwise. And unfortunately, people think that the fashions that they see on different screens and whatever has to be copied because it's cool and it's bishmat. We'll talk about the whole time in a moment. But I'll upon him. Here we can see clearly we're dealing with an Isidoraisa. This guy that's you know, trimming off the corner of his hair. People do this. I've been called to schools. I've been called tonight to go to a certain yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. Please come. We have this problem. I'm going tonight, Be'ez Hashem, at 6 o'clock to discuss this exact situation. Right? Obviously the whole Shearing Gunson. But this is a huge, huge problem. Somebody that does this, and they do it to look neat, to look cool, to look in, to look fashionable. Again, not Kenegra Torah. Again, people just don't know. If they knew this, they would never do it. They probably just didn't know it was Asa. They never knew it was problematic. So what we call the pencil payers, where they make it very, very thin, that is obviously problematic. This actually is a real picture that I took myself of one of my Talmudim, this was going back at least uh, probably 15 years ago, a bacha that he had, he did one side, then he was embarrassed, he said, well, I can't just do one side, I need to do the other side also, because it's going to look equal, right? So I said, do me a favor, can I take a picture of you? Can I take a picture of you, and we'll, we'll use it as a, as a kapora, right? We'll show people what not to do, and this way people will say, Gavaldig, I won't do that. And this is what he did, look, he trimmed it off, you could see quite clearly, Right? I don't know how well you could see it, but there are definitely hairs over there that have been trimmed, that have been trimmed all the way down to the skin. And therefore, a thousand percent, this guy over here, unfortunately, was over and come over coming Sui, Dairaisa, a person has to be careful in that case. Again, you see another example over there, Shemi Rachim. Okay, let's move on, Rabbi Sai. Uh, case over here, just a few more examples of what's going on. Now, this is where it's the gate. This is what I wanted to discuss. People say, okay, no problem. Until now, great Shea Rabbi, but I don't have less than a number two. So I'm okay with this. I don't have to worry about this. That's not true. Even if it's right that less than a number two is not such a problem around your whole head. However, what the barber normally would do, and we'll get a confirmation in a moment, is he goes around the area, around the ear. Now, behind the ear, we don't care about, because that's fine. 
It's from the top of the ear inwards is the problem. Now, go and have a look tomorrow at people's haircuts, and you will see that for some reason it looks very neat and tidy around the ear. Now, there's no way that he took the number two guard and went around your ear. It's not going to work, right? You've got to take off the guard. And again, I've brought Hashem, I've spoken to so many barbers in the years, who've all confirmed that this is a huge problem. They like it to look neat and tidy around the ear area, so the barber goes around with scissors, takes off the guard of the machine and goes around. And if it goes less than a number two, then obviously it's going to be problematic. And that will be, again, which often it goes way up, even with scissors, even with a, without a guard, is going to be awesome. So even if you take a number two, three, four around your head, but if the barber goes around the ear to make it neat and tidy, that's going to be problematic. What you should do is, and again, go to a Yerushimayim barber, is put a comb in there, that makes sure that's the minimum shear and around the comb. And I'll use the comb as like a guard and it shouldn't go too close to the skin, right? Again, there are, by the way, in Eretz Yisrael, we're zoichet to have hechsherim on barbers. I don't know if any of you ever saw it. In fact, somebody contacted me last week. He wants me to get involved and start going to different places that I don't have time. But there are people that mashkichim now that go around from barber to barber and they do spot checks and they even pretend to be the guy in the chair and they ask for an Oscar haircut to see whether or not the guy would give them a haircut. They'll lose their haksha. And there are a lot of people that don't have haircuts from someone that's not a Yibbe Shemaim, that doesn't know the Lachas. Baruch Hashem, I've been Zoycha to give my book to various barbers who, Baruch Hashem, followed the Halachas, and it's wonderful. It's a tremendous chus. But again, guys, we have to be careful. This is something we've got to be very careful of, because it happens whether you're using scissors. Any area around the ear area is included. It's as if you've taken off the area over there, as we have mentioned. Now, this is an interesting shayla. Um, in England, we call it the boots, right? What's the din around the hair area of the cheek? Right, you're allowed to take that off. There are people that use, we can call them L-plates, you can call them boots, sort of different names that they've given them. Are you allowed or not? I don't want to go into it now, but I remember discussing this with our going, Rafal's that's all, and uh, Etzim, the Beisosa, brings it in the back. Also, that anything in the cheek area is generally not considered to be payas harosh. It's considered to be beard hair, and therefore it's subject to the shayla of shaving, which we're not going into at this moment on time. Paying your, uh, combing the payas. So, what does that mean? That means if you take a comb, and you comb the area in which we have discussed and described as being a payas, is that considered to be a problem? All of us are familiar with the Gemara and Nazi, all of us are familiar with the Shulchanach and the Simit Gimel, where he talks about on Shabbos, we're taking a comb on Shabbos, Avadah is Asa, because you're plucking out hair. So, what, what do we do over here, in this case? So, there is a Moedik Chsam Soifa. The Chsam Soifa in Yerodeus, the Kufla Mates. Chsam Soifa brings down that Avadah is Muta. You know why he says his mother listen to his answer? It's amazing. He says, because I saw my Rebbe of Nasan Arda doing it. If my Rebbe did it, I know it's mother. And then after that, he goes through the sugar to explain why combing is mother, not Nechan the Gemara in Nazar, not Nechan the Shulchan Aruch Shem Gimel in Elchashabas, and therefore combing your pears, even if it may go out and take out some hair, we're not so worried with that happening. The mice says there's no problem in combing whether you've got long pears or short pears to comb the area of the pears, even if one hair may fall out, that is not a problem. I discussed with Shaila with your going to Rabbi Zerobach about plucking hair in the area of your pears, and he said that's not the derech. A other person should try not to, but it's definitely not considered to be the issa over here. Rabbi Sai, remembering what we have discussed from the beginning to understand that the pears arosh is from the area from the forehead all the way to the top of the ear to the area that starts to move with the jawbone. In that area, it's considered to be pears arosh and has to be avoided at all costs to make sure that we know that we have a kosher haircut with that. Let me, Rabbi Sai, just tell you, Omoyed from the Heidegger Chobetz Chaim, a said over from the Chobetz Chaim, that the 
when Mashiach comes, Be'ez HaShem, later on today, we hope, Be'ez HaShem, when Mashiach comes, the Mashiach, the Sforim HaKadoshim, is going to look for those people that are not embarrassed to look like a Yid. A Yid has a, has a separation. doesn't look like a Goy, like the Rambam says very, very clearly. It's a Merdekazak, Zuk the Revolver from the Chovetz Chaim. At the Chovetz Chaim, and he made brachas every single morning. And he would say the brach and birchas HaShacha, Shaloya Sani Goy where he actually stopped for a moment and he said, is there anything inside me? Whether it's on the outside appearance, whether it's a Magshava that has any shaykhs or resemblance to a goy, no, now I can make this bracha. So the Chavetz Chaim, how careful we have to be not to go with the fashions of the world, not to go with what people are saying, what people are looking at, and to go with what the Torah says, and the Torah is Ashkafa, and the Torah is das into what's considered to be a kosher haircut. And Be'ez HaShem, the schos of learning these halachas, we should be zorcha to keep all these halachas. Shkoyach. Oh, yeah.